gotta tell what I feel. Another week, son. Say word. Say word. Another week. I think. I think we made it. I mean, we here. We here. Um, I haven't I haven't gotten any complaints about Kentucky all week. Yeah. <laughs> so I think we made it, son. Facts. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I you know I, I had a lot of had a lot of uh, callers from Puerto Rico this week. Ah, you know what it is? Is you got that you got that 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 mental break late last week. So you went back to work refreshed. I don't know, but definitely no. Not I, I. I didn't see any Kentucky callers. We've got, like I said, I think uh, I think it was last week. I mentioned like we have the new uh, child tax credit or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a check. Oh, okay, yeah, there you go. Good. Full disclosure. Full disclosure. Yeah, yeah, no, good. You're supposed to. Whatever. Some people could opt out of it. Some people. First of all, I ain't opting out of nothing. Mm-hmm. Second of all, I definitely would have called you. <laughs> Well, I definitely would have called you if the month of July would have ended and I ain't get nothing. Well, it's okay because all I have is a number that I have to give to these people because they have to call the child tax credit line itself. So they call you and then you give them another number to call? Bro, what a what a system. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it's like it's it's have you ever seen like uh have you ever seen a, a show? Um, I, I don't know which show, but usually it's, I don't know, several shows have done this, like kind of making fun of... Uh, Bureaucracy? Exactly. I was just going to say that. Uh, and it's like, all right, you need a form for this and a form for this, and you need to sign here. <laughs> yeah. It's like the DMV. Like, no, but you need to sign this line. But and they're like, yeah, you got to go to that line to get that form. Exactly. So it's it's like, you know, it's really like that. It's like, well, you know, uh, that's actually another department. I have I have nothing to do with that. Bro, that's gangster. That and then, is gangster. And then somehow, I swear, I swear to God, and I don't know. There's like, they don't want to tell us this, but we know. Like somehow, all those numbers all lead right to us because we're the only people that pick up, like, you know, the 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 stimulus uh, department or whatever. It is, it is so frustrating. <laughs> I used to, uh, and I mean. I used to work in a department where, you know, it was student services. So people would come through, whatever issues they have, we try to help them, blah, 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 blah. But for some reason, the month of August, it's not for some reason, I don't know exactly why. Classes start in August. So August is always the busiest month. So back when people were allowed outside, there would be a line out of my, out of my department, you know, that was just like unsightly. And then you would have people who waited however long that they waited and mm. they would come. And then I was at a counter back in those days. Mm. And then, you know, it's like, yo, you get to the counter and then you explain what your situation is. And I'm like, yo, my G, I, that's a financial aid issue. Yep. <laughs> I can't. I'm going to have to refer you to financial aid. Yep. And then they're like, yo, so now yes. I got to go over there? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, how long I gotta wait? I don't know what their wait is like. 
<laughs> and you know you feel for him, but you know you're doing your job. Like this, this not me. That's how the system is designed, bro. Like I gotta, I you gotta know, send you see, over there. This is the thing. I, I don't feel for these people. And the only reason that I don't feel for them like that is because the very opening little, uh, you know, my little opening statement that I give clearly says what department this is. So, you know, for these people, and, and, and this is what I understand, you know, they've been on hold or waiting for 45 minutes to an hour just to get <sighs> to me to know that I can't do anything and they want to yell and curse me out. Hey, this ain't the first time you've done this and you called. I know this. So why are you doing this? Why are you doing this again? You know, that's why I don't feel bad anymore. It's just like, listen, you know, 95% of it, it's it, they, they did it to themselves. And so to any and everybody who is listening, <laughs> I want you all to understand that Mr. Saul gives no fucks. Nah. I believe I, he I, has I, ran out of fucks to give. Yes. I didn't have that many in the first place to give out. You guys know this just... On a general basis. Ergo, save the drama for your mama. You know? What is it? Talk to the hand. Talk to the hand. Talk to the hand because the face ain't ain't listening. (laughs) (laughs) And so as we go into our six minutes, I just want to say thank you for listening. This is Get It How You Live with a (laughs) U. Uh, just in case you just stumbled up on this and it's like, yo, who are these two random Negroes <laughs> talking and what the hell are they talking about? Maybe you like the logo, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's a nice it's a nice design, nice graphic. Um, so Shout out to Mikey you... Mayhem. Shout out to Mikey Mayhem. Shout Go out follow. to Mikey Mayhem. That's probably why you clicked on it. Magic but, Mikey um, Mayhem. Yeah, it's getting how you live, yo. It's the podcast. Uh, will you follow uh, Mr. Saul Ureña and Ross Labelzur? Just uh, trying to trying to figure out what the fuck is going on in these United States of America and the world. And uh, that's about it. Let me yeah. ask you a question, Saul. How uh, we we already touched up on on the on you not having to. Um... <laughs> First of all, we touched up on you on you running some. I'm some, like Dominican Rodney Dangerfield, team. bro. I'm I'm Dominican Rodney Dangerfield. I just get no respect. I get no respect. It doesn't matter. It's just for you running some uh, some bureaucratic scheme where heads give you a call, wait 45 minutes, just to have you tell them that they called the wrong department. Well, it's perfect. Ain't, ain't that America? It's perfect. That is that's America in a nutshell. Oh, so, man. Yo, go ahead, man. Give me your wows and pals first. I want to hear. Yo, all right. So my wow, my wow is not a positive wow. It's a wow. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> one of those. It, wow. Yeah, yeah. And I will tell you why. I was um. Wow. Yeah, I was uh, listening to uh, to the radio earlier this week. Wow, and 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 it said that uh, it said that California was paying reparations. Whoa! Hold on, hold on. California was paying reparations to survivors of their forced sterilization program. 
So then, so then in my head, I'm like, yo, that was that was a hot minute ago. Like sterilization was was banned, like at the very latest, like in the 80s. You know what I'm saying? So like, so who are these survivors? So I go ahead and I do some research, and wow, I found out that um between the years of 2006 and 2010 or 2010 however you want to say it um the state sterilized about 150 incarcerated women oh yeah man this shit happened in the 21st century in california and so i was like wow they really did that and then to add insult to injury the the reparation is about 25 G's, man. Oh, that's it? <laughs> Yo. So here, we've taken away your ability to procreate 15, wow. 11 to 15 years ago. And uh, here, let's give you 25 G's for that. Wow. So... So 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 that so that's my wow. Wow. Exactly. Wow. That wow. That wow gets gets I, I know. I know. I'm messing up. That's that's my wow. Um 150. And it's not like the one we discussed last year. Oh here. Hold on. I got it. I got it. That doctor in Georgia. <laughs> It's not like the one we discussed last year when it was a doctor in Georgia who, um, who you know, he was just some crazy dude doing that shit, mm. you know, for, for kicks and get for shits and giggles. No, no, no. This was like institutional. It was mm. like institutional. Like the state was doing that shit. Mm. So, so that, so that, so that was like, damn. All right. So that was the shot. Here's the chaser. My pal is uh, is something that really hit me hard over the last couple of days. Um, mm. As you all may know, uh, the the uh, the president of Haiti was assassinated earlier this month, and so um, so I've been I've been staying like a, I've I've been paying attention to like Haitian media in Haitian related media a lot more as a result of that. And so um, about a week ago, uh, the Haitian Times, which is, uh, which is a newspaper in, in the diaspora, um, I say it's a newspaper, but it's a news outlet, it's online. It's a news outlet, it's online. Um, the, the editor in chief, who also happens to be a guy who created it, a co-founder, um, released a piece that I didn't read until like maybe Monday or Tuesday. And um, the title of the piece is this, Haitians can no longer hide behind the caste system killing our country. So right there, you know, I was like, oh, all right, let me, let me read this here. Yo, my brother laid out some truths that were hard hitting for me, especially because um, because I've always prided. That's just how you're raised, man. You're raised to be, as a Haitian, as a as a Haitian, as a descendant of Haitian, 
as as someone who knows the Haitian history, as someone who understands what's happened in terms of the, the events that led to the Haitian Revolution, that led to Haitian independence, as someone who sees that Haiti has been out of the independence phase, right? So we went, so Haiti went from being an enslavement. It is now, it's, it, it went through its independent phase and now it's in the intervention phase. Like there's always someone intervening in our affairs, whether it's the US government, the French government, the Canadian government, a mix of all three, the, the OAS, the United Nations, whatever. There's always somebody meddling into it. And somebody said something earlier this week that was very foretelling. And um, the gentleman said, as far as in, in chaos theory, it, it we're, we're told, so I guess he's a chaos theorist. He was like, in chaos theory, we're told that whenever something's in a state of chaos, somebody's making money. Like there's always someone making money. And then he goes, so then why is Haiti always in a state of chaos? I mean, it's because somebody is always making money. But I digress. Let's go back to the piece from uh, the man's name is Gary Pierre Pierre, or for my American folks out there, Gary Pierre Pierre. Um, <laughs> He says, uh, and, and I wrote that out because that shit hurt me. He says, contrary to, I'm just going to spew out some pull-out quotes. Contrary to popular belief, Haiti is not a black country. It is a modern-day apartheid state where a small minority of white people lord over the mass of the population who are black. Now, as someone who prides himself as being a descendant of those who fought to make Haiti the first black independent state in the modern world that hurt. Here's the problem though. It's true. It's fucking true. And, and the rest of the piece just lays out, you know, things that, um, things that just, that just back up what he's saying. And it's like, damn, yo, He's right. Like there's one point where it's like, I have skirted this issue because it can be seen as fomenting class or color divisions, but I can no longer avoid this topic because it is the cancer that is staring at us, a life-threatening disease. We want to avoid treating thinking that it will cure itself. It won't. It's kind of like, you know, everybody's got that family secret that they won't talk about. And this is it. Like, this is it. Yes. Haiti does have a caste system. And I can't even, uh, I can't even deny it. And it hurts because it's true. It is so fucking true. Like I'll send you. I have, um, I have, I have this, this, this picture. And and years ago, years ago, I I went ahead and for some reason I don't know. I was just like trying to figure out. Oh well, who are some of the richest families in Haiti? And I and I looked it up. And man, not a black face among them. Oh, I bet black face among them. And it and it's just like. Uh, it's 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 deep because again when people think of Haiti they have a very specific image in their head and it's like over these last couple of weeks it's it's been more and more it's been more and more telling it's been more and more revealing that there's a there's a very specific reason why these things are happening and so um yeah man that's that that piece by Gary Pierre Pierre. That's that's the that's the pal. 
That's the power. He's like, yo, these families control 90% of Haitian of Haiti's wealth and give a veneer that Haiti is a black-run country when in fact they control virtually every business and entity in Haiti. They allow political the political class to exist to protect their narrow personal interests. I was like, damn. And then it, he goes on, like he he just drops knowledge and then it makes sense. It makes fucking sense. And it's like, damn. But anyways. I mean, like, who who's a family? I mean, did they, did they drop right. names? So, so I was hoping you wouldn't ask me. I have to. But I have no shame in telling you. So he, he only named six of those families, right? So um, those six families. So and there's a, they actually go by, a, they actually go by an acronym, right? Which is B-A-M, B-A-M. In, in Creole, that means that that's bum bum, which means give me, give me, right? And so, um, so the first BAM would be uh, the Brandt family, the Acra family, and the Madsen family. The second BAM is the Biggio family, the Apaid family, and the Mevs family. There's also Where? there's also the Bulos family. Where there's are they from? The uh, so so Biggio Biggio's people are are originally Italian, but you know, they moved to Haiti whenever they moved to Haiti, like late 19th or earlier 20th century. I believe the Brandt family is French. I think the Accra family is 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 French as well. Madsen, they're they're American. Um Abaid, I believe they're like Syri Syrian or um or um or Lebanese. I know the Bulos family is Lebanese. Um there's another one. There's a Sheriff Abdallah the Abdallah family, he's Egyptian. Um, but these guys, you know, they're they've they've been their family's been in Haiti for however, for however long. There's uh there's who else? There's uh let me let me give you some real names. I had I had a picture, I had a picture that has like all their names on there, but yeah, man. Um these the fools who run who run the who run the, the island. These are the guys who run the island, like those families, and it's it's cold. So you got so you got a guy named Charles Baker, right? And I'm and I'm giving you these names with like the you know like I'm reading them to you in English, but Charles Baker and Haggis is Charles Baker. You know what I mean? So it doesn't yeah. sound. But when you read the name, you're like, oh man, that's an English name. There's there's Renal Deeb and Deeb. That's 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 an Arab name. Um, you have Frank El Mac. You got Richard Coles, I told you about the Apaid family. There's called Braun. I mentioned the Brent, but there's the Braun family. So uh yeah, man. That's that's who runs Haiti, really. And um it sucks. It sucks. Hmm. It freaking sucks. That's oh. wild. Yeah, it's the reality. That's what's that's what's wild is that it's the reality of it. You know, it it in in the in the piece he goes, uh, our family's multicolored bond was the exception and not the rule in Haiti. And I was like, damn, I've been fooled because yeah, when 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 speaking of of the the technicolor, you know, diversity in my family, uh, I I've always felt like, oh yeah, no, you know, everybody gets along. You know, you're right, you're mulatto as they like to say, you're whatever. Yeah, man, we. We're cool, cause cause that's how that's how my clan is, and it's like, yo, that might be our clan, but it ain't necessarily how it works out there. And um, I uh, I've been learning that. I've been learning. I've been learning that. I've been I've been reading about it um, more and more. 
uh, there's there's a guy. His name is Jimisha. He's yeah. He's uh he's part of a gang out there, and you know he he made a good point the other day. He's like, yo, y'all see me running around? Everybody was saying that I was a thug for uh I was a thug for Moise, who's the the president who they killed. He's like, I I, I didn't even like the guy, but just because I didn't like him doesn't mean that people people should have killed came in our country and killed him. And then he goes. And really, y'all see me as a thug, but think about it. All these guns that come up in here, who, who brings those guns in? He's like, I, I, ain't, got, I ain't got no no ports to bring in guns. So where do you think I get my weapons from? And I was like, damn, this dude is right. This dude is right. And, and, the, and the thing that makes it worse is that those people, and I do mean those people in this situation, those people live in a different Haiti. You know what I mean? Like they're reclusive. Like they have their own ports. They fly in and out, but they don't go to the airport. You know what I'm saying? Like they have mansions in Miami. <laughs> like they're they're not all of them. All the ones, all the people I named, their kids weren't educated in Haitian universities. All their kids went to FIU, University of Miami, um, MIT. Some of them went to Harvard, Columbia. Like none of them got their post secondary education in Haiti. What does that say? And so that's my pal. I digress. We have a show to get on the way. No, let's but enough, son. let's, let's uh, flip it. Let's talk about your wows and pals for the week. Well, I mean, not to, not to, I guess, like belinger the point or whatever, but, uh, you know, like world politics are, are just so crazy. In fact, that's a fact. Uh, and I know it just, I, I mean, you know, but uh, it, it's just because the fact that it really just comes down to like, you know, uh, somebody that, that just wants to take advantage of somebody else. Like, that's all it is. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, the people of the country are just like the, uh, are expendable. They're the, they're just in the way. Mm-hmm. That's all. So that's what, like nobody cares. These people are, yeah. You know, I, again, yo, I've been I've been tweeting about this, and I talked about this last week, and maybe the week before. Yo, Young Indiana Jones Chronicles, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it is the most. It's like one of the most controversial shows, bro. I mean, I'm like, I can't believe this was on TV. I don't know if this was on TV. I, I just, it's wild to me. But yeah, um, problematic. It's a. Uh, it's. You know, the the setting of it was like at World War One, And uh, then the politics that came after, like the Treaty of Versailles. Mm-hmm. You know, they do an exam. I mean, that is a problematic piece of paper. Pieces of paper. People don't really know what it entailed. Yeah. Um, it's part of the reason why there was a World War II. The Treaty of Versailles, you got the whole idea behind the League of Nations. Yeah, the League of Nations. All that, You know, but it, it, it's just... How, how, I guess, I guess what I'm trying to say is, you know, and we, and we know this, but you know, when, when, I mean, to really think about it and, and to really kind of see it, how these, these huge, major, important decisions are made that, you know, I mean, life and death decisions to us and normal people, to the, to, to constituents, you know, yeah. not to them though. No. 
you know, and they just, that's how they do it. That's how, that's how they'll decide. You know, these, these three men got in a room, you know, Woodrow Wilson, I forget who else from France and whatever. And they divvied up, you know, the Middle East amongst themselves. Like who, who gave them the right to do that? Yeah. That's not even their piece of land. You know, they totally reneged on the promise they gave to the prince of, of whatever Saudi Arabia, wherever it was, I forget. But you know what I mean? Like, after they <laughs> went ahead and backed their war. And, and and then, like, then you wonder why the Middle East is just beefing with everybody already to begin with. Because, you know, broken promises. Yeah. So, it, it's just crazy that it's just like, you know, a, just a small number of people that decide the fate of billions around the world. Yeah. And then when you know it comes to Haiti, same thing. You've got the small group of white families. Yeah. That decide the fate of millions of black families in this country. Yeah. And 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 the thing is like they rather intermarry, like they'd rather have a cousin marry another cousin than to mess up their their situation. Yes. Like yeah, it's uh, it, it, <laughs> like things like that, things like that just make me so mad, and it's just it it makes me wonder like how come more people don't realize this, and how come more people aren't outraged, and how come there aren't more revolutions? Well, because ignorance <laughs> is bliss, and the reason why I say, and the reason why I say ignorance is bliss, I mean I am the perfect example in this situation. I know these of these families. I, I've heard of them throughout my life. I didn't number one, I didn't know what they looked like. And number two, I just didn't connect the dots. Like it literally took, unfortunately, it literally took Jovenel Moise, a guy who again, I've said it a couple of weeks ago, he was an embattled president. People didn't even think that he should be president. He was a president by mandate, right? But it seems as I read more and more about him and what's been going on is that, yeah, he was placed there, even though he didn't necessarily get all the votes necessary or whatever. But as his presidency went on, he started having a change of heart. He started seeing like, hey, this shit ain't right. You know, these these. So, for example, and then, you know, you could go back to your wilds and pals. I'm sorry. No, you're good. You're good. But for example. He made a speech late last year where he was like, well, well, we have to change the we have to change the um the the contract that we have with the utility companies, which again, those families run the utility companies. And he said because that it's not it doesn't make sense number one that we're paying them so much and that these these companies aren't able to provide electricity 24 hours a day. You know, if you're, if you live in Port Prince, you're happy if you get electricity for five hours out of the day. Well, that, that doesn't, that doesn't make sense. And so he's like, and, and don't be surprised. This, this is literally his way. He's like, don't be surprised if, if, if that becomes an issue for me later on down the road. And, you know, the crowd is just responding. He's like, no, let me explain to you why. He's like, because we pay, we pay $20 million a month to these companies. The country pays $20 million a month to these companies for this utility contract. So then everybody's like, ah, and then he's like, so multiply $20 million by 12. What's much, how much is that? Oh, 
you know, $240 million, $240 million. The average, the pre one presidential term is five years. Now, $240 million times five, that's over $1 billion. So he's like, I'm about to take $1 billion away from somebody. So y'all don't be surprised if shit gets, gets a little saucy for me. So he started rectifying shit like that, right? And so now these companies, because he already signed a decree, even though he's no longer here, whoever's taking power now is going to be a transitional government. They're not assigning a president. They're like, no, like the guy who was, his name is Claude Joseph. He was the outgoing prime minister. And the guy that, <laughs> the guy that Jovenel Moise wanted to put as his prime minister is a guy named Ariel Henry, Ariel, um, Ariel Henry. And now he's taken over, but he's, he's, he's got, they gave him, uh, they gave him 120 days, I believe. Give him 120 days, get an election going, and you can't sign any new, you can't sign any new contracts. You got to let the next president do that. You just, your job is to just put an election together. All right. I'm sorry for cutting you off. Tell me more about No, that. you're good. I just can't believe, you know, this is happening in the 21st century. And Here we still, are. Nobody cares. Yeah. Um, no, man, my, my wows and pals, they, they ain't nothing too crazy. Um, uh, wows, I guess, uh, if anything, uh, you know, we're at the weekend. We made it to the weekend. That's a wow. You know, it's we're the here. weekend. Um, you know, I, I had a, I had a couple job interviews that, that were, that, that seem a little promising. So oh, let me just like paper. fingers crossed, uh, you know, I can get out of this fucking hell that I'm in. Um, oh. And uh, and I mean that, that's pretty much it. So so we'll see what happens. Um, you got the hook. That, you got the hook up with the resumes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, everything's good. I, you know, it, uh, yeah. All all that. All that. All you should post good. that on a page for other people who want to hook up on resumes. What do you mean, like? Don't you did? Don't you have a resume writer? Like? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I you know, it was a, uh, it was, it was. I got I got somebody to help me out with that for sure, but I don't think it's anything like that. I um. I will. I mean, that's a good idea, though. Yeah, I'll put something together for people. Yeah, to help them out. If the if, if they need to get their resume game up, holler at me. Yeah. There you go. You know, y'all can holler at me. Um, like for real, for real, holler at me. Um, but yeah. Uh, my other wows, like I don't know. I'm just really getting into this stupid series, you know. Again, Young Indiana Jones, bro. I mean, we're learning about Tolstoy. You know, we're. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're learning about like uh just all sorts of uh i don't know just everything it, it it's it really interesting show so do me hate, a favor though I, I hate that i'm nerding out over it uh, no 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 do me a favor though whatever you find very interesting on a show write it down and get a book about it oh i've been writing it down trust me good cuz you know them tv shows have a uh, have a habit of uh, of embellishing some stories, or not telling you the full story, or telling you a story that is totally different. Oh, absolutely! Oh. But th this is—I mean, they're 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 as accurate as a you know TV show can get. Whether there, there you go, that's all. That, that's so all I you need to say to me. I understand. You know, it's not all one hundred percent, but the the when when they give you facts, th those are facts. You know, like. You know the assassination of Franz Ferdinand, the Archduke of uh, right, right, dates, yeah, 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 of whatever. You know what I mean? And and then they tell you that that you know because of that, 
uh, you know, the Germans were Austria's ally. So then Germany decided to invade Russia. Right. Is that, I think that's how it was. Is that, is that how it started? And then they, I forget, but then all of us, you know, they're trying to explain to Indiana Jones, you know, young Indiana Jones is funny, like not explain to him, but they're kind of telling him like how pointless the war was and how, you know, all these men, you know, these, these at the top, just kind of like, like, like it was all a sham. You know what I mean? Like, what were they really fighting for? That's what he's at. You know, like pretty much he's like, what are they really fighting for? Like really making you think like, what are we out here killing ourselves for? Why, why are they sending out these men to get slaughtered out, you know, out in the trenches so they can what advance? Not maybe not, not even advance on position. It's just to get them slaughtered. So that it, so it's a diversion. So they could try to sneak around from the back or whatever, you know, like it, he starts to realize that these wars are pointless and that it's all happened, you know, kind of, kind of for no reason like what one person's just in on it to try to take advantage of something that has absolutely nothing to do with the main reason of the war in the first place um i i just think it'd be interesting now if they if they had that on what people would what, what people would say when, when, when it comes to those philosophical moments got it you know what i mean like that that to me is is really wild because we don't see much of that anymore on tv i feel like especially when it comes to politics you know, we see it all about relationships, you know, everybody, you know, all these stupid shows, but we don't see it about like politics, like life politics and, and world politics and, and like social politics. Um, you know, and, and I say social politics because it's funny, the episode I was watching today, um, you know, his, his boy is, uh, he's got a black friend who's, uh, um, oh my goodness. I, I'm I'm like I'm forgetting words now for some reason. It's been such it's a long okay. day. Okay. Uh, it's your show. No, it's our show. Um, I'm but, saying uh, everybody's gonna wait. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm saying. No, when, oh, oh, valedictorian. So he's valedictorian of his class at Rutgers. Uh, he sings in the Glee Club. Uh, mind you, this is right after uh, World War One, so it's like 1919. Who that? Paul Robeson? Huh? Is that Paul Robeson? That was in the show. Yeah, I was just asking. Maybe. I think Paul Robeson went through Rutgers. Well, I don't know. I forget. I, forget I think, bro. Like. Don't don't quote me. I'll be. Yeah, but anyways, anyways I know he's from Jersey. He's a uh, yeah. He's from Jersey exactly. <laughs> so, uh, you know, he uh, he's like, you know, they meet up, they're friends again, and then he's like, hey, let's go out to eat. And he's like, man, it's gonna be kind of a problem. Like, where are you gonna where, where can where can a black boy and a white guy go somewhere to eat together? You know what I mean? Like, what's gonna happen? So they decided to go to Chicago because he's gonna visit some chick over there. And then uh, they're at the park and they're trying to get hot dogs. And like some guy comes up and they're at a hot dog cart. And some guy's like, I mean, and this is was wild to me. Like dropped the hard ER on the show. Like, oh, what did you start serving? <laughs> Boom. And I was like, oh, he said this like three times in a row. But Indiana Jones came up and he's like, hey, we're just trying to get out of there. You got a problem with it? You got to go through me. Like said some crazy stuff. I don't know. I was like, oh, my goodness. Indiana Jones ready to fight like that? My guy, the guy left, whatever, the show goes on. About 10 minutes later into the show, this dude shows up. The bully shows up with, like, two other guys to want to fight. Young Indiana Jones gets up and tells the girl, you need to go home. Uh, <laughs> in the middle of the funny. day. The middle of the day in the park. That's <laughs> funny. You need to leave. She's like, what? He's like, yeah, you should go home. We'll meet you at the house. Just like that. Just like, I mean, out of, out of nowhere. Like, they knew it was on. She just walks away. Indy takes off his coat, 
my man and his boy, they roll up the sleeves and they beat up these three guys. <laughs> 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 the next scene is just, you know, whatever. Next next scene, show goes on. I was like, oh, they, so they just they just beating up people that are dropping the N-bomb on everybody. I was like, I like this show already. <laughs> but it's just, uh, it was pretty funny. You know, I, I would just like to see that. Uh, I, I would like to see things like that now. You know what I mean? Like, what, what, what would families think if they're watching this show with their young kids, you know, and this scene comes up and it's like, oh, all right. Like, they might learn something. First off, they're going to get their ass if they ever say that to anybody in public. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, 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 it was a pretty funny show. Speaking so, of, did you see that video I, I, I sent you? Oh yeah, when they're in the rap battle, the rap battle, yeah. <laughs> that says it. And as soon as he said it, he's like, "What?" Yep, that's what he gets. I mean, come on, man, why are you being problematic trying to start a freestyle battle off like that already? Yeah. I would have punched him if I was the the, the host. I know you would have. <laughs> <laughs> I would have jawed him right in his mouth. Oh my goodness. Um, let me see, my pals. Uh uh you know i mean just uh no, nothing really too crazy kind of stuck out to me it's just been it's just all around just a shitty you know shitty year and a half so damn. it's just <laughs> it's just damn. Pal like that in general if there aren't any pals it's always a pal like the santis doesn't care you know, COVID cases are rising. Mm. Uh, he's over here just trying to uh, pander to his Neanderthal barbaric crowd. Um, you know, it just, it's Florida. Florida is just a pow in itself. Because more and more, damn, we're just looking at things happen. I mean, and we'll go right into it. Like the, the eviction memoratorium. And then, you know, like the articles that, that I read, you know, you sent me about the 70-year-old woman in Kissimmee about to get evicted. Because rent's going up, or what? what, what I mean, I, well, hold on. You know, all this is tied to the census somehow. And all this is tied, <laughs> it is. No. All this is tied to the fact that the state has a lot of money allocated. You know, the, no, the COVID said, all this is tied to the census. It is. It just is. All of it, it is tied to the census. And like, all of it is, it, it's just like, yeah, I mean, it's just pathetic that people are about to get evicted from their homes and apartments um, and we still have how much money that was allocated to, to help for rent uh, rent assistance? It was, in, it was in the billies. <laughs> and there's still so much money left over? Yeah. Because because why? Because the census wanted to put all this all this red tape to try to get people to, and, and then and then, and then, this is from what I heard from some people, that these uh, these owners, these rentors, uh, or rentees, I forget. What am I doing, rentees? Because I'm a property owner. Sounds good. Yeah, property owners don't even want to accept the money because they don't want to wait for it. Yeah, that's dumb. So they would rather evict somebody, kick them out on the street. Yeah. Then wait another month for the guaranteed money coming in from the government yeah that that don't make no sense that's the craziest thing i've ever heard in my life now how much money are they were they expecting 
to give their owners? Is it like everything or it's like, yo, here's what I got? What do you mean, like rent assistance? Yeah, because you said they'd rather kick people out than to than to take the money from the government, right? Oh yeah, they would rather they'd rather kick people out than than, than take you know than, than wait for money from the government. So that's what I'm saying. Be, was the money from the government going to be a lump sum? Because if I'm at a point where I'm about to evict you, that means you ain't paid in a hot minute. So is it going to be? I want to say I want to say it was it was a it was a good chunk. It was a good lump sum of money until they could cut through the red tape and bureaucracy again on the next, you know, paperwork and, 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 and applications out of file so they get some more assistance. Because if you owe me a year's rent and you're coming at me with just one month, I don't think that's a good good look. But if you owe me a year and you say, yo, here's six months. Yeah. Then, then it's like, all right, all right. We can figure it out. Then it's like, all right, all right. I feel you. I mean, I, 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 I this, to me, I just, I don't understand would you rather have the empty house and, you know, not make any money off it and you still have to pay whatever bills you have to pay, you know, or, well, I mean, they're not paying rent anyways, you know, I guess depends unless it is a six, you know, like a six month lump sum or whatever. I, all I know is like state and local officials dispersed 1.5 billion federal rental assistance in June. That's just in the month of June. Yeah. So bringing the total rental aid distributed over the first six months of the year to a little over 3 billion. Which is only about six point five percent of the total aid Congress has allocated. That's it. So where's our where's where's the bread? Where, that's that's what I'm saying. Where's the rest of that money? If three billion dollars is only about six point five percent of the total aid Congress allocated for rental assistance, what? So, so what's happening? Is it? Is it that is it that the money is it that the amount of money that the state of Florida has re accepted to receive a low amount? Is it that all the bread is just tied up in terms of how to get that money? Because you know that's always the hard part, right? Like, yo, we have money to give away. Word, let me come and get this. Oh, by the way, oh, let, well, didn't we just have a conversation about bureaucracy? Oh, by the way, you got to do this, 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 and this. And you got to bring us this paper and that paper and proof of this and proof of that. And then it's like, yo, I got a, I got a document that I'm broke? I'm and reading, I'm reading like something about, I'm reading something about like DEO took money from that. But what does that mean? They took money from that. You're, you're, yeah, are you, know. are you insinuating that they embezzled these funds? Yeah. So I mean, I don't know. That's 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 the thing. I'm like looking down here. I'm reading about. It. I'm like, what in the world? Like that's illegal if they did that. Right. But ain't nobody gonna be embezzling funds in DEO. Hmm. I mean, this is just crazy. Let's see. While officials have picked up the pace of dispersal. Serving 290,000 households in June, up from 160,000 the previous month, they remain woefully behind demand with a little over 633,000 households served by a program meant to help millions. So what I think is the problem is what I told you earlier this week. Yo, get more people on those front lines to help all these people trying to, quote, unquote, get help. And the reason why I say, quote, unquote, is because I can't find a better word yeah. for help. You know what I'm saying? Like, all these people over here 
try to get some assistance. Obviously, if you have all this money, but you're only able to disperse a small amount of it, it's because you're not reaching the people that you need to reach. We need more people out there reaching out to those people who need money. Jesus. About 7.4 million tenant households reported being behind on rent in June. That's according to the latest survey uh, data from the Census Bureau, with 3.6 million households saying they were somewhat likely or very likely to face eviction in the next two months. Let's see. The bottleneck in getting aid to tenants and landlords has become an urgent issue, which is 10 days left before expiration of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention's nationwide moratorium on eviction for non-payment of rent. Hmm. Like, yo, help people out. And then, if you're like, well, I don't have the bread for that, well, go back to whoever gave you the money, federal government, and be like, hey, can I take a portion of this money to hire more people so I can give away the rest of this money? That's what you do. Or do you have funds for me to hire people temporarily so I can give away that money to the people who need it? Because it's odd. I mean, you don't have to go too far anywhere in America, let alone Central Florida, to find somebody who needs help financially. Hell, I'll take some help. I was just going to say the same thing, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, uh, hey, listen, my life bill for some reason is ridiculously high for a one person, you know, for one person living in this house. I mean, like $173 this month high. Damn. What is? What am I doing? I don't even, I don't even, I don't do anything. I, I got the oh, AC no. on 80 during the day, bro, because it's just me. Yo, I got four people in this house and two dogs. I got the AC that's on 78, and I got a window unit, and we still don't pay 170. Yeah, bro, something's going on. I don't know what's happening. I don't know if someone's siphoning utilities from me somehow or what. I mean, exactly. it's, 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 don't get me wrong. It's you a know, possibility. Like, it's a three-bedroom house. Yeah. Um, but it's just me. I can't. And during the day, like nothing is on because it's just me in my in the office with the with my laptop working. You know. So there's mm -hmm. nothing on during the day. I don't understand. Now at nighttime, I got that AC thumping. Because <laughs> daddy, daddy needs to sleep like a polar bear. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy needs to sleep like a polar bear. You know what I mean? I want to be as cool as a what is it? As cool as a cool polar as a polar bear's, bear's toenail. Yeah, boy. Cool as the other side of the pillow. Sipping on a milkshake in a snowstorm. Cool as a fan. <laughs> That's what I want to be. Sipping on a milkshake in a snowstorm. Cool. That's Damn. me. Ice, ice baby. Cool. I ice, mean, and it's still not even like that. That. It's not that, you know, like cold. Like, I'll put it to 74, 73, 72. That's it. Cold so as ice. Like, and it's a brand new AC unit I just got put in a couple months ago. Mm, so it's one of those high energy efficiency hey, joints. What is happening? What? Why am I? Why did I just pay $173 for my utility bill? Damn. Yeah. Take us uh, all the water you use and those ice cubes for those drinks from Western Suns. Man, if that's the case, I'm just start drinking. I'll start drinking it straight out of the bottle, hot. <laughs> I mean, go have yeah, a vodka. Western Suns. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <The vodka meat. laughs> oh my goodness! 
but yeah, so I, you know, like I, I don't know what's going on here. Um, see, Congress passed two tranches of rental relief in December and in March, allocating a forty-six point five billion to help keep tenants financially battered by the COVID nineteen crisis in their homes. Treasury distributed the funds to state and local programs, many of which had to be created on the fly to pass on to residents in need. That's a problem, though. Oh, man. Any jurisdiction that has failed to release at least 65% of the money by September 30th could see Treasury reallocate their aid to places doing a better job of getting the money out the door. That's a problem, too. Because that's (laughs) not what should happen. Obviously, I'm having a problem disbursing the money. Don't take it away, fool. Bring somebody in who can help me give away that money. When I got laid off last year in April, and then Mm -hmm. um, after the severance package ran out, and I was just like, oh, my goodness, it's unemployment. I hadn't become in or anything. I was like, I need to try to get some rental assistance. Mm. I got denied. And I don't know how, but all I know is they're like, nah. And I was like, oh, okay. They're like, nah, not you. I was like, I, but I, I mean, I, I, I don't have a job. I don't, I don't have a like job. Any money, like unemployment isn't good. Like, I, what's happening here? You know what I mean? Like, I'm uh, very much an adult. Like, yeah, <laughs> I can't I rely thought, on mom and dad. I, I thought I, I thought I filled everything out the way I, I was supposed to, and just then I got. And I, they're like, no, 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 thank you. I got, I got uh, some food assistance for a couple months. That's about it. That was that. That ended a long time ago, though. Damn. Yeah. So it's uh it's pretty interesting how you know they uh, whatever help they try to give you they make it so they don't give it to you. You get what I'm saying? Mm. Like that, that that's how it felt for me. That's my personal first-hand experience with with the whole with this last year. Was like, okay, I can do this. I can fill all this out. You know what? Thank God I'm I'm relatively young and I know how to use a laptop and I can read and I don't get frustrated easily. You're Thank God my eyes are good. You know, I can I can look at the screen for whatever and I can fill out the information. Oh, man, thank goodness I, I understand what this all says. And I know, oh, wait, oh, wait, no, nope, it didn't work. I got nothing. Okay, well, if I, if I couldn't get through, then I can't imagine, you know, people older than me that are that are a lot less worse shape than I am trying to get assistance. Yeah, man. It's tough. You know, kind of like the whole uh, unemployment system, how they were just like, nah, we got this thing. It's just pretty much like a, a maze, like a mouse maze. It's made for you to fail. Like you, it's it's literally set up so you don't get the help you need, the yeah. help that you that that the help that you paid for while you were working. I guess the issue then really is like, yo, get rid of these bureaucratic systems that keep having people jumping around. Like mm. that's what it sounds like to me. <laughs> yeah, because it should, and I mean, you know, I'm no PhD, but it shouldn't be that hard. It's like, hey, we have money, we have people who need the money. Of course, we should have a system in place to um, to make sure that the right people get said money. I understand that part, but when you do have said system in place, and then you're like, yeah, we fell short, that means you don't have enough people. Figure out a way to to make this a little more efficient. And usually efficiency means more people. I know that we're all in this world of Six Sigma and 
you know, process improvement and lean uh, this or lean that. But, yo, sometimes you need more cooks in the kitchen. And that's it. I mean, you see, you see these restaurants having all these issues because there's no staff. Yo, let don't let don't that, don't let that be the government. Like all you need is to hire more people. That's it. And it's not even that you have to hire them for a long time. You can hire them on a temporary basis. There are a lot of people who, if you pay them a living wage, because it's got to be that too. You can't be like, yeah, we'll have y'all do this, which seems to be a complex situation because if it wasn't then it wouldn't be an issue to get this money to the people who need it. So then you can't hire people and pay them $12 an hour to do this kind of work. No, pay them a real living wage. And then have, have them make sure that the right people get these funds. And then when everybody get, when we're out of this pandemic situation, then yeah, sure. We can go back to, um, we can go back to those people not being hired and just, figure the rest of the stuff out, but we, we have to make it through first and foremost. And and having 70-year-old women um about to live in their van. About to live in her van. Bro, my guy, this is heartbreaking. Um I mean I'm reading this. She makes 14 bucks an hour. <laughs> and I'm reading her statements. She says I will never enjoy the word retirement. Never. She says uh what is it? Thanks to a rent increase because she lives in a. Well, she she for now she was living in a extended stay facility in Osceola County. She said she eats just one meal per day to save money. Uh now, yo, I'm not gonna lie, bro. I'm not trying to be mean. Yeah, I don't. I don't think Shirley just eating one meal a day, bro. <laughs> that pictures of Shirley. I got. I saw pictures of Shirley. <laughs> Shirley looks a little thick. <laughs> Shirley, I love you, Shirley, and I will buy you food if I ever run into you. Or about you know. Shirley, Shirley got them yams. <laughs> Shirley, Shirley, eating. She eat one more meal. She eat one them. She eat more than one meal. <laughs> one meal a day. I re I read that before I saw her picture and I was like heartbroken. <laughs> Yo, you fat shaming Shirley right now? Oh, wait a second. I'm like Shirley, hi, right, Shirley. Are you fat shaming big Shirley right no, now? No, not not at all. Not at all. I'm just saying Shirley eats more than one meal a day. Big Mama and, Shirley. And you know, that's all. But it's still it's still it's still bad. I mean it might be crappy meals. Yeah, it might be. I don't know. Let's see. She can't. She's not sleeping in the bed right now because the bed is higher than what she can get into. She can get into because uh, I guess uh, seniors like Shirley are eligible for low-income housing, but many places exclude them. Uh, the facilities simply aren't built to ADA standards. Yeah, they don't have those. And, and I see Shirley got the yeah with severe mobility issues. Yeah, she's in. Shirley a, got the, the walker. Yeah, she's got a walker. Like she's yeah. Oh man. Yo, and see, and okay, so so we have a situation where these low-income facility, facilities, a lot of these places aren't up to ADA code, right? And here we are, bro, here we are, 2021, let's get it together, people, mm. right? And then I'll tell you DeSantis, I blame that still on DeSantis. Ah, uh, that's been a problem before, Ronnie, though. That, you know what, he's the guy. Getting the blame. I don't care. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's a problem with Ron. It was a problem. It was a it was a problem with Skeletor. It was a problem with Charlie. Yeah. It was, 
It was a pro. It was a problem with with uh, with Jeb John Ellis. So old white men is what you're saying. So that, that, that sounds like it. That sounds like it. And so, so we have a situation. <laughs> so we have a situation where these these facilities aren't up to code, and then we also have a situation where we don't have enough affordable housing to begin with. So I think all the good old white men need to start taking some serious offense to the fact that these shitty old racist white guys make them all look so bad and just lump them all in with them. They need they need to form some sort of group like old white guys who don't hate or something like that. I don't know. Figure it out. Word. But they need to do something about it because, hey, right now it's not looking good for a lot of old white guys, bro. Y'all getting lumped into one giant group, one giant racist, horrible hate group. <laughs> the good ones better start doing something real quick. Y'all better <laughs> y'all, better start, y'all better start turning around. Y'all better start. I don't know what. I don't know what you guys need to do, but you need to do something. <laughs> I know you're not all bad. <laughs> so. I've had some great old white men in my life. I really have. <laughs> I like to think that they're still great, nice, you know, nice old white men. Hey. <laughs> you are. But, but y'all need to do something. This, this is looking bad for everybody right now, for all it's you guys. Bad luck. Looking very bad. I mean, y'all got to stop voting for these guys. You guys got to tell your friends to stop voting for these guys. Tell your homies. You got to take that extra step. It's just kind of, you know, be a silent, uh, a silent partner or a silent uh, supporter. Like, nah. Talk to racist Bob over in your cubicle, the office. You know what I mean? (laughs) Tell him his shit don't, you know, hey, hey, this isn't going to stand anymore. You're making us all look bad, racist Bob. We got to get you out. Whoever it is, you know what I mean? Prejudice Paul, down around the corner. Maybe you park next to him. Maybe you guys eat at the same lunch spot. I don't know. Prejudice Whoever. Paul. Hey, you got, I'm just naming names. You know what I mean? We got racist Bobs. We got Prejudice Pauls. We got uh, we got all these uh, Karens. You know what we call Karens? Karens? Because they be caring about the wrong thing all the time. You know what I'm saying? Come on. Talk to Karens. <laughs> I need help, bro. <laughs> First step is admitting that you need help. So. I need help. Oh man, I need help. We're good. We're good. I don't, you know, I, and and there's still so much more to talk about DeSantis and and just all his failures. Um, I don't even know. Uh, I mean, I mean, what's next? I, I I mean, what else? What else has this clown been ignoring? Well, he's been ignoring these COVID numbers. Hey! Yay. Hi-o. A pandemic of the unvaccinated is what I've heard it be called. Ninety-eight percent of hospitalized cases are unvaccinated. Bruh. Thirty to fifty-five-year-olds. Bruh, the the VA, the Veterans Affairs, in in Florida has 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 resorted to possibly doubling up beds. Doubling up, not beds, huh? Doubling up rooms, like having two patients per room, two non-COVID patients per room, so they can make more room for COVID patients. I do know that Osceola's hospitals are fully booked at 100% right now. My G, um, Advent, <laughs> Advent has has stopped. Advent has stopped 
scheduling selective elective rather surgeries yep because they're like yep. no we, we they're, they're expecting a surge they're expecting they're expecting a full-blown surge like, they just don't have yeah they don't, they're not gonna have the room so people that actually need you know whatever it is any kind of life-saving surgeries or whatever well, not life saving. It was life saving. I mean, if it was yeah, yeah, yeah. elective, like, elective, elective yeah. surgeries. But it's just like uh, it's insane. The reason why it's a problem is because many, not all, not most, but many of the people who get elective surgeries usually don't use um, insurance, which means that they pay the full price. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's their money makers. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's the money. That's the money makers of those hospital groups are uninsured people who can afford it, and so those people are being told, "My G, we're gonna have to hold off on this because we gotta save these lives, these COVID lives. Mm. We gotta save these COVID lives, and then we gotta save you know, these idiots who didn't get vaccinated. These unvaccinated COVID lives. Yo, even the even the governor of Alabama, mm. she was like, yo. We got to blame these unvaccinated people. She's like, folks got to use common sense. No, they don't care. You got Because you got clowns like DeSantis telling people that, well, I think the vaccination, uh, you know, the vaccine uh, isn't, uh, you know, I mean, maybe it'll help against like death. But, you know, uh, we need to be honest about, like, what is he talking about? I heard it. I heard him talking today. I didn't understand anything. All I heard was, all I heard him say was, I think, I think. I think this is how about the vaccine. And all I kept thinking was nobody gives a fuck what you think. You greasy haired little short man with your fucking fat sausage fingers sitting here with your greasy hair, like just saying what you think about the vaccine when you're not a fucking doctor. Nobody cares what you think because obviously what you think isn't helping the 45,000 people that died in Florida from COVID. Now, if he went to med school, if he was an epidemiologist, right, uh, study virus, like, yeah, then I care. Then we should care what you think. We really should care what he thinks. But guess what? He's neither of those. He's just like this sweaty, fat, greasy, gross man in a giant suit that's too big for him. And he's just like, a, I mean, it, it's insane. He went to Harvard? Went to Harvard Law, fam. Harvard Law. Yes, sir. And went to and he went to Yale, right? I I don't know if he's all Ivy, but I wouldn't doubt it. I, I mean, like, who cuts his hair? Who who said that haircut was okay? Bro, I'm telling you, it's all an act. <laughs> it's all an act. He's got all these people fooled. Who is this man? And yeah, then, he went to Yale then, undergrad and went to Harvard. I mean, went like, what a clown. That's just right there, right there. Like, yo, you education, you, you you can buy all that. You can buy you can buy education, I guess. Yo, I I, I I'm gonna tell you again, bro. Maybe you can fake your way through some spots, but law school is not one of those places. You can buy your way through that. I'm gonna call shenanigans on that. I'm sure he could have bought his way through Yale. I don't know, man. I don't, I don't believe I, I don't believe I don't I just this guy, this greasy DeSantis guy, he's just so he looks like he's just just sticky. 
He looks sticky. Well, anyways, all right. He's okay, and the reason why I say he's okay is because uh, Alabama actually has the country's lowest vaccination rate. So as long as Florida doesn't have the country's lowest vaccination rate, I don't yeah, foresee. I don't foresee Ronnie Man, Ron Moore doing anything. Twenty percent of every new case is Florida. One out of every five new cases is from Florida. They don't care. Short hair. Short hair don't care. Greasy hair. Greasy hair don't care. Greasy hair don't care. What a clown. All right, let's take a quick break because we still got some more Def Santos bashing to do. And then I got to ask Ross a serious, important, uh, professional question. Word. So stick with us, guys. You've been listening to Get It How You Live. You know how we do up in this piece. Word. And, uh, yeah, you know how we do. Stick around. Uh, you know, if you hate DeSantis, like I hate DeSantis, clap your hands. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back. We'll be back. Wild. You are wild. Oh snap! I got the talk. I got the talk. My boy's turn. Yeah, I almost messed it. <laughs> my boy's turn because usually that beat is ready to go, but I caught it. I caught it. We might still be waiting for one more. I sent her the link. <laughs> yeah. So, it's all, you know what? Second half, we're back. It's uh, I, I sent her the question that I was going to ask you. Interesting answers. Oh, she did? I mean, you know, conversational conversational answers. Is that is that a thing? I guess, is that, yeah. Is that is that a... Is that even a, a correct phrase? I'd like to think so. I'm just making shit up now, but whatever. That Western Suns, boy. <laughs> I used the bigger glass this time, so there's definitely yeah, a little bit more Western Suns than I wanted in that. It's all good. I just had a little Jim Beam on ice. On the rocks. Oh, Jim Beam, though. Come on. You do better than Jim Beam. Oh, she made it. <laughs> she made it. <laughs> I think it makes me sound like a major loser. Makes you sound like a who? It makes me sound like a major loser. No, you're no. not. I'm the major loser. Well, Trust you me. could just like buzz me in whenever you feel like. Yes. <laughs> There's a what show is it that I watch that um uh like he accidentally snaps his fingers and then it's like George Clooney shows up. What? It, it, it's a, it's a late night talk show. Um, oh my god, I'm an idiot. Duh, uh, John Oliver. <laughs> yeah, you always try to. Have you guys never seen John Oliver when he does that? He's like, oh, and he snaps, and all of a sudden it's like oh, George Clooney pops up split screen. No, sir. And he's like, why'd you do that? You know, because it explains like how every time he snaps, George Clooney, you can summon George Clooney automatically. No, sir. All right. Well, I guess Emily, I was... you're George Clooney. <laughs> You are our George Clooney. Nice. Oh. It could be a lot worse. I mean, true. Yeah, it could definitely be a lot worse for sure. Yeah. Um, but you, uh, we we brought you in on this. Uh, I guess the tail end of us uh, just bashing DeSantis for a little bit because uh, it wasn't us. It was just him. Okay, so uh, you came oh, in on like oh. the tail end. Oh, of, uh, silence just me. is violence. 
Not to say that I'm not to say that I'm not to say that I'm a, that I'm a DeSantis fan, but I, I I have nothing to say about the man. Well, I mean, no. So I, I mean, we did leave off what? Uh, so the eviction moratorium, uh, the COVID cases are rising. Uh, people about to get evicted. DeSantis That's it, right? Care. And then he's uh, what he does care about is he wants to boycott Ben and Jerry's uh, ice cream company. <laughs> what? Yeah. Does he really? Well, I mean, it looks like it, it says Florida could boycott Ben and Jerry's. Uh, what is it? Ben and Jerry's is over ice cream. Uh, oh my God! What is it here? Over ice cream company's decision to not sell in occupied Palestinian territories. They have taken nothing but progressive stances for decades so i and i love it that i mean it, it's amazing I, of all companies like ben and jerry's why florida could play some right. jerry's huh. so yeah they could place them on that scrutinized companies list that prohibits government contracts or investments uh, because they want to, the, the ice cream maker plans to stop doing business in territories that believes israel shouldn't control wow Ben and Jerry's. And then Ross hit me with this fact about what was it, Florida law? What now, Ross? It's part of Florida law that they're not to <laughs> like, do business. What? It is part of Florida law that they are not to do business with companies that discriminate against Israel. <laughs> and so Saul was like, damn, they could, is that really? A, and I'm like, yo, that's the beauty of, uh, of lobbying. If you got a good lobby, shout out to APAC, because I'm sure that's a that was that was backed by APAC. You live in DC, so you don't have to say anything. I don't want to mess up your future earnings. <laughs> but um, <laughs> shout out to APAC because I know that was an APAC move. By the way, by the way, I'm still drinking my Jim Beam. So you Oof, know. that's but, okay. But yeah, shout out, shout out to them, yo. Like that's that's gotta be an APAC move. Be like, yo, you gotta put this into law that you will not do business with companies that discriminate against Israel. And here if, we go. If I can't get my milk and cookies, Ben and Jerry's ice cream in Florida. Well, no, it's the it's that the state can't do business with them. So if the state if they, they had like put some, it in their cafeteria and they work that, anyway. Exactly. Oh, who cares? So I can still buy it at Publix. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh. Okay, see, I'm over here thinking like they're trying to get rid of Ben and Jerry's in the state mm -mm. or something. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. I'm like, what in the world? That is the Me? only bro, chocolate chip pieces of ice cream. Come on, <laughs> chocolate chip pieces in your in your ice cream, milk and cookies like that. Oh my goodness! With uh, uh, don't get me started. No, there the Florida government just is not going to give Ben and Jerry's money for a contract. Yeah. Well, Whatever, Ben and Jerry's don't need Florida money. They were never gonna. It's not like they were contracted with them in the first place. Well, hold, hold on, hold on. Do you know that for a fact? No, I don't. Do you? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, don't know. say that because because yeah. <laughs> you don't know that. Like, I just say it's a made-up issue, just like critical race theory in elementary that, schools are. Yes, yeah, that's what it sounds issue. like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because Miss Johnson in second grade is out here busting out with like charts. Yeah. Is yeah. out here busting out with like charts. <laughs> yeah, not oh happening. Oh my goodness. What a joke. They though. for right. sure are not selling Ben and Jerry's and Tallahassee 
Yo, have you been drinking? Congressman, okay. Have you been nasty. <laughs> Emily, what you what you sipping on tonight? Uh, <laughs> I'm kind of I'm kind of embarrassed to say. Uh, <laughs> uh oh. I, I just mentioned Jim Beam. Don't be embarrassed. No, no, it's worse. Um, it's <laughs> it's Beef Eater Jen, but but I ran out of mixer. Oh my! So I'm using Gatorade protein water. Yeah. Oh my. Yeah, take take taking us back to junior year. But listen, it's electrolytes and protein with my gin. Taking us back to junior year in college. Shout out to you. <laughs> wow. I love it. I told you wow. I ran out of tonic. There's no shame in the game. Yeah. Wow. None whatsoever. Wow. I'm hydrating right now. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. While you're getting turned. I can't say anything. I can't say anything because Western Suns is just Oh, Western Suns done took you on a trip, bro. That ship sailed. <laughs> it took me to Oregon Trail. It took me on the Oregon Trail, bro. Uh, at least that's where I'm beef at. Beef eater, <laughs> not like New Amsterdam or anything. Uh, <laughs> oh man. Um. Oh, Ross, real quick, did you get a chance to see uh see my Twitter, see Paul's shoutouts? Yeah, he's funny. Yeah. Paul's funny. <laughs> I, I feel like I gotta buy some black Air Force Ones just just off the strength of Paul's tweets alone. Emily, do you know do you know the the uh, the lore of black Air Force Ones? Yes. Oh. <laughs> would, but, would you yourself ever wear black Air Force Ones? No, <laughs> but but I did. I feel kind of gentrificationy right now. Because uh, New Balances are really popular in DC, and I bought myself a pair of New Balances the other the other month, and like, <laughs> I put them on. I was like, "Shit, these are really comfortable." So, mm. New Balances, really? yeah, that's like a real DC specific thing. Some three o threes. Oh God! Some gray and whites. No, I, I shit you not. If you come up here, there's a disproportionate amount of New Balances. Oh, that's horrible! Really? Yeah, no, it's a, it's like a, it's a real, it's a real thing. And then I'm like, used, white I remember they used to rock, them. they used to rock Nike boots heavy in DC. Mm, no, not so much anymore. I was I, uh, yep. I don't think I've ever, and I, and I was telling this to Ross the other day, and, and the rest of the guys. I don't think I've ever seen anybody, any one person, actually buy a pair of black Air Force Ones. <laughs> No, I don't like, think that's true. Remember Angel? He definitely owned those. No. Yes, he did. No. No way. I lived with the man. I, I know do you not, did. I do not remember him ever having any black hair. Hold on, Emily. You know my man Angel? Yeah, we all worked together at Carabas. <laughs> <laughs> um, I well, shout out to Angel, listen, whatever he is. I know that Saul likes to keep me a secret. <laughs> what? <laughs> But he's oh, brother. known me for like 13 years or some ridiculous amount of time. That's a fact. I had no clue you existed until 2020. <laughs> oh, brother. That is a fact. Give yeah. me a break. Yeah, that's how he does. Oh, please. Um, I don't want to hear this nonsense. He has I, ridiculous. I think I, well, what's his face? Um, I saw him all the time. Uh, and then I met your friend slash cousin slash friend slash who knows. Yeah, I've never seen anybody buy a black pair of Air Force Ones. I, I told the guys, Angel, I was like... I think Angel owned them. Nah. 
Nah, I think only real thugs and like <laughs> merciless killers are gifted them upon birth by the doctor. Like mm. they come out, the doctor slaps them in the butt and they do not cry. The doctor's like, yo, it's a real G. Bring out the Black Air Force ones. <laughs> 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 and that's how it works. It's like he slaps them, they look back at him and flick them off. He's like, Black Air Force ones. Boom, for this one right here. And that's it. And they're just like bullies for the rest of their life. I don't That's know. I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure. You know, oh, that's uh, tough. If he actually ever listened to this, I'm pretty sure he could submit photos. I might, I might no. have to reach out and see if it's true, but we'll see. He, he wasn't the He was. He didn't have the caliber of personality to wear black Air Force ones. That's I'm just telling you, in my mind, that sticks out. I say black Nikes, but not specifically black Air Force ones. I think they were. Oh, man. Ross, don't get them. No, I'm looking at these 303s right now. They're so comfortable. I got. I did not get the gray on white. I got a different version, blah, blah, blah. blah. I'm trying to get these all red joints with mm-hmm. the navy blue N. There you go. Shout out to Death Row Records, Suge Knight. Wow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's what the red, that's what the red reminds me of. It reminds me of Suge Knight. I might get some Black Air Force Ones just to intimidate people into taking the vaccine. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, bro. If they're That's already I mean. willing to not take the vaccine, I don't think that you and the Air Force <laughs> Ones is going to do it. Show up, show up with a bat and some Air Force, Black Air Force Ones? Nah, man. Uh, like, you know, I did not know vaccine, I was going to be talking sucker. tonight, so I am not prepared. But I, I heard a statistic the other day about the percentage of people who believe there are microchips in oh, the vaccine. Yes. And it was way too high for comfort. But even more disturbingly is that the percentage of, like, the the highest percentage of people that believed that were millennials. And I was like, I'm sorry, what the fuck is happening? Like, I could understand somebody that's, like, 90 years old and doesn't understand technology. Well... I can tell you right now that geriatric millennials don't believe in that. And I say that as a geriatric millennial. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? It's whatever to me. Is that is that our term, right? The geriatric millennials? No, you have to accept who you are. <laughs> well, women are already like geriatric uh, pregnancies at like 35 or some ridiculous. Damn, Emily, wow. you have wow. to go there. Wow. They, it's wow. like an offensively low level where they consider you geriatric. And for we pregnancy. had to had to get all like real <laughs> life on us. Okay, listen, women, especially nowadays. Uh, well, I mean, uh, I'm not a doctor, but okay, let's have, be clear. I, I, hold on, hold on, hold on. Thank you for clarifying. Hold on, yeah. hold on, hold on. Whoever is listening, whatever views that Mr. Urenga is about to express, do not reflect the views of the Get It How You Live podcast. That's, uh, yeah, that's the entire. That's for the entire folks. Uh, part one, part two. We day. just just wanted to make this clear. Go ahead, man. I was just gonna say that I believe women still like at forty can still have like a healthy child. Oh, all right, all right. Yes, we support that. Yeah, that's all I was going to say. The podcast as an entity supports that statement. Listen, Saul needs to believe that if he's ever going to find a lady and have a child. Wow. <laughs> I see what you did there, girly. Wow. Oh, She man. did that. Yo, Saul, it be your own people. facts to fit his narrative. 
she said to fit your narrative too. Either that, or he's gonna have to start dating some real young ladies, and he's not gonna do that because he's gonna be like, they're not smart. And then he's still back in the same place that he is now. Wow. Damn, yo, Emily, you came ready today. <laughs> wow. Wow. You know, I was just going to ask her about her wife real quick, just because, you know, she just got on, but I don't care anymore. Right? You came ready today, and I'm here for it. <laughs> um, Do not encourage this behavior. Emily, can you tell us about your wiles and pals, please? <laughs> I mean, this is pretty wild. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm not wrong, okay? He wants babies or whatever. And so, and he's what? so goddamn picky. What? So who he'll go out with. Wow. He has to have a geriatric pregnancy or he has to date someone really fucking young. Yo. Those are his two options. Um, this just turned into saw bashing. Beef, beef it's eater not bashing, for president. It's truth. Beef eater for president. That's. Beef. That's all I gotta say about that. Whoever, who, oh, who is the parent man. company of Beef Eater Ugh. and uh, Beef Eater Gin? Um, <laughs> it's like when Petey Pablo says, I gotta give a shout out to Seagram Gin because I'm drinking it and they pay me for it. Yo, the Petey Pablo, listen, I mention. love Petey Pablo. Do not come at me. I know all the words to Freak League. I want P.D. Pablo and Missy Elliott to have a geriatric baby and give it to me. Freak League. This podcast has just evolved. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm the adult in the room right now. Oh Listen, my. no one prepared me for this. Oh, my. P.D. Pablo, Freak League. I love it. Where? North Carolina. Come on and raise up. Oh, she really does know all the words. Yeah, oh. no, no. Yeah, she knows what's up. Okay. Um, yeah. Twist it around your head, sweet, like a helicopter. Okay, this is real. <laughs> all right, all right. No, I really want Petey Paolo and Miss Yellett to have a child and give it to me. Wow, that'll never happen. Oh, and you have to be gifted said child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want a child otherwise, but I will raise their child. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I have so many questions, but they're not for this podcast. All right. All right. Oh, yes. my God. That's too funny. Um, I saw on Twitter, not to get too sidetracked, but... Uh, sidetracked? Like, well, we're, we're right. off the rails. Now that we're off the rails, no. Um, I saw on Twitter, uh, I, I guess the... And only because I stand for Anne Eskamani, always. But... Uh, like I guess they're trying to come at her and her sister. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah, it was like earlier in the week. Um, let me see if I could find the uh, find the tweet here or the link. Why they're they coming, about your, why they coming for your state congresswoman? They're trying to say something about her. Uh, uh, I guess like like spending too much money or something, or what is her, or living outside of her means or whatever. Oh, like, it ain't tricking if you got it. I got to find it, bro, because it's just hilarious because she lives with her sister and a roommate. (laughs) 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 Okay. And and like, I I don't know if I'm mistaken or not. Let me see if I could find it. But uh, I know her sister drives like this Honda Civic with a busted AC that doesn't work. Oh, my God. Why you got to put this on blast like that, though? 
Yeah, in Florida. Okay, so hold, hey. let me let me let me hold on. Let me hey, Emily, the name of this podcast is "Get It How You Live." Oh yeah, but I'm <laughs> so, just saying. So if you got a drive, you should be able to you, get some AC. If you got to drive a Honda with no AC, y'all. <laughs> no, is what it is. I mean, but but it it, it was just such an asinine like uh, um, uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Like uh. Accusation? Yeah, but who, need... wait, who came for you? Came from her, like a news publication or some troll? No, it, it was like a like a news publication, I'm, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to find it because it was it, it was it was crazy. And and the only reason that it made like it made me feel this way about it is because we've literally been talking about like the jokes that are, you know, these clowns that are um, what's his face, Matt Gates, the pedophile, and his boy Joe Greenberg, and all these guys. And like you know, these guys uh, taking like private jets to cocaine fueled parties and flying in like you know seventeen year old prostitutes. <laughs> I was and, with them until the seventeen year old prostitute part. All right, my bad. You know, no, I mean cocaine fueled parties. That sounded like my kind of gig. Yeah, well, I'm just saying that's you know that's what they're doing, and 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 then they're over here sitting here accusing like Anna Kamani of like uh, trying to. Her li- lifestyle is just too lavish. She lives in a three bedroom. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> like, with her sister and another roommate. Yeah, but it the is point just is, like, there are three bedrooms. It's just something ridiculous. I can't. And now I can't find the stupid. We need Anna Eskamani to come back on this podcast in answer to these accusations. <laughs> yeah, bro. But we want answers. So pathetic. You know what I mean? Like we I, want the truth. Why would they even like? Where do they even come up with this stuff? Hey, if again, if a man can say that shining a really bright light inside a human body can get rid of a virus, <laughs> what can the human mind not do? Well, the human mind insists that the Oompa Loompa president get all the golf days he wants. He's still trying to make uh he's still trying to make headlines. He is still managing to make headlines, whether it's true his uh his crazy interviews that he's still giving for some reason, even though he's like supposed to be out of the limelight. Like, he's not bowing out gracefully, is all I have to say about that. I could not believe the amount of Trump. 2024 signs I saw in Florida when I was there. I was like, what's happening? Hey, what oh, place Florida were you in? Uh, I was like in Pinellas County and south of there. Maybe it was all Pinellas County. I don't know. Mm. But yeah. Oh, there were bumper stickers that said God, guns, and Trump. There were a lot of signs that said, don't blame me. I voted for Trump. I'm like, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> what's oh, happening? My oh my goodness. And it's like, blame you for what? Like, Yeah. We got yeah. <laughs> I, I'm able to go back into an office. I don't have to wear a mask everywhere. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's funny. One of the uh, one of the interviews I had earlier this week, um, they asked, they're like, hey, you know, starting in uh, August, we're going to start, you know, having like four day work weeks and whatever. And like uh, we would want everyone to be vaccinated. Is that going to be a problem? <laughs> I looked, I just laughed. I was like, Are you kidding me? I've been vaccinated since March. 
Bitch, I've been vaccinated since March 10th. All right. I'm like, nah, I'm, trust me, that is not a problem with me. I could go to the I office believe, tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I believe in science. That's yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, she's like, Give yep, me so this <laughs> Bro, yeah. I was just like, you got to be kidding me. Like, uh, Jesus Christ. Um, Well, I mean, I, whatever. I, I, I can only beat on the dead horse for so long. That dead horse being stupid Def Santis. Wow. Um, I guess I want to ask Ross this, and, and I asked Emily this, just why, you know, kind of why I wanted to bring her on. I'll like just kind of out of the blue because she brought up. Uh, are you sick? What's going on? I've got my allergies are going crazy. Oh, you heard, yeah. the, part about, you heard the, part, the part about cocaine parties, right? <laughs> yeah, I was. <laughs> I got flown in by Joe Greenberg. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Me and Matt Gates and Joe Greenberg just hanging out talking about Bitcoin. <laughs> Bitcoin rails in the bathroom. Bitcoin and Britney Spears. That's what yeah. they're talking about. Bitcoin and Britney in the bathroom. Coming up with business plans. Coming up, mm. <laughs> coming up how to start a new business. Yeah, bro. Yeah. The dispensary. Listen, bro, I got this great idea, bro. Free Britney t shirts. Let me let me get another bump, bro. <laughs> Um, no, uh, all right. So, and we kind of talked about this a little bit, but whatever, I I guess the question I wanted to ask you guys, since, uh, you're a lot more professional than I am, um, and well, whatever, like, how can you thrive at work, um, without having to sacrifice your commitment to racial justice? I saw this earlier and, um, I was like, man, that's a pretty fucking good question. Cause I feel like I've, I've struggled with that myself, uh, the personal side of things uh, or not personal, but the professional side of things. Um, but uh, I mean, what do you do? And, and Emily's answer, I mean, I'll let Emily go ahead and, and give me the answer that she gave me when I, when I asked her earlier, because I want to hear what kind of what, what you would have to say, Ross. Uh, hold on, let me, let me see. What yeah. Said. Well, no, cause you, you said, uh, Let's see. Um, like, don't work with assholes, <laughs> which obviously, yeah, that's one. But you know, and re- reevaluate what it means to thrive and privilege. Oh, right. Okay. All right. Yeah, so okay. elaborate on that. <laughs> More <laughs> words. Um, let me think. Um, so I think actually privilege probably comes first on how much you can say. Um, but I think it also like because if you don't have a great work environment, if you do work with assholes, you're only going to be able to speak up so much if you're not in a privileged position. Right. So like, I think privilege just kind of tops it uh, from a practical perspective. Um, but the same drum I've been beating on for a year is like, what does it mean to thrive at work? And I think you just have to, to me, thriving is being fulfilled enough. Right. Like, so I think if you're, I think if you're getting blowback for speaking your mind and it's impacting your happiness, you're not thriving, right? Um, Or not happy enough. So, but like I put so much emphasis on liking the people I work with. So I could not imagine working for a place that had a position on social justice that was contrary to mine in a fundamental way. 
I just don't think I could do it. But again, that's my privilege speaking. So mm. that was a circular answer, but well, yes, no, but yeah, there were more I, words. But how? I mean, how important <laughs> is it? How important is it to? Well, I mean, I, I, I don't know if this is. I don't want to make. I mean, it sounds like a dumb question, but like a lot of people will be like, "I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to make money." So then it's like, how important is it to like the people that you work with? I think for me, it's key to my happiness on a day-to-day basis. If I don't like who I work with, I dread getting up in the morning. If I like the people I work with, even if I don't particularly like the work that I'm doing, I'm surrounded by like-minded people and it's huge for me. Um, And even now, like I did not intend to practice family law. And I think it's kind of crazy to me that I'm in debt to help people get divorced when I didn't ever want to do that. Um, <laughs> like I literally paid to go help people get, to, uh, it's crazy. But anyway, if it wasn't for the fact that I liked the people that I worked with every day, there's no way I would have stayed. I, I, no way. Mm. And, I mean, we're, go I ahead. Mean, we're like a pretty progressive firm. I'm sure we're not perfect, but like, I'm surrounded by like-minded people enough that um, it just changes my my day-to-day perspective, I guess. Hmm. Ross, what do you think? What do I think? Um, (laughs) The great Chris Rock once said, if you don't punch your black son in the face every day, it's child abuse. Um, so it's child abuse. Yeah, because because the, there's a world not out preparing there. Preparing for the real world. Yeah. There's a world out there, yeah. and so you know, it is what it is. Like you, you have to be ready for a world out there that does not give a damn who you are, that does not give a damn how you feel, that does not give a damn what you think. So, um, how does what was the original question, sir? I guess, like, how how can you thrive at work without having to sacrifice your commitment to racial justice? It's yeah, like so, me personally, I found it hard, you know. But go ahead. So, commitment to racial justice. What does that mean? So, personally, um, I've been in different job settings, right? So, right now, I'm in a setting where, like, these motherfuckers are gonna take this blackness every day whether they like it or not. To be fair, I didn't get to this place where I am. Like, I just got to this place where I am today as far as, like, it goes with the job, possibly, definitely, within the last two to three years. It's been, like, incremental. Like, I've always had... I've always had a space within the job where I was allowed to be who I am in terms of because... Even after the meeting, you'll have all the black people have their own meeting to debrief on the meeting we just had. And so like, I can't believe this motherfucker really said this or I can't believe that they really think that we're going to do this, whatever the case may be. Right. You always have like moments of of freedom where you run into each other in the hallway and you have a quick conversation and you just like let your hair down, so to speak. And then at one point or another, somebody's going to walk back like, oh, what are y'all plotting over there? Always happens. But um, but as far as like commitment to social justice, 
Yo, man, what you said when Heads was like, yo, I'm not here to make friends. I'm just here to make money. That has been the worldview or at the very least professional view of many a black people, many a black professionals, many a black employees within this structure we call the United States of America for years. And and not to cut you off, but on that point right there, like, it, I, it, isn't it sort of a detriment to their professional career a little bit? Then I don't know. Sometimes because, because well, well, you see, sometimes so sometimes means that sometimes it is and sometimes it isn't. All right, so I would say the majority of the time, um, because I feel from my personal experience, it's almost viewed as like, oh, he doesn't play ball. She doesn't play ball, you know, or, well, nah, you know, or maybe they like they, they don't hang out enough. They don't go out enough to work outings, right? Let's yeah. Say. Oh, so, so I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that because I can tell you right now, and um, it's just a fact, there are many, many were the times where co-workers would be like, yo, we're going to do this after work. Do you want to come through? And I'm like, mm, we'll see. And then I just take my ass home. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, I'm the same way. You know what I'm saying? Because I get paid to hang to to be with y'all. You know, so I get paid to be with y'all. Now, to be fair, um, I have a very tight knit group of people with whom I have worked for the last nine years, and um, and I've, I've I stay tight with those people. It's a multicultural group, and I stay tight with those people. Right? We got white. We got black. We have Latino in that group. I'm trying to think if we have somebody. Yeah, we got we got a Lebanese in that group too. So yeah, definitely. You know what I'm saying? But but outside of those people, like unfortunately, outside of those people, as I've worked in other departments, right? As I've transitioned out, as I've transferred to other places, no, I don't kick it with them with them other fools. Do you think it's easier, maybe because of your? the position maybe you're in or the industry you're in? I, I mean, how is it, how does it differ maybe for you, Emily? Like, let's say as an attorney and, uh, you know, at a firm and it's like, you know, maybe you don't want to hang out with these people. I don't have a good response because I think that my, I think that my jobs have been sort of different from the environment you know I never looked I never worked at a big law firm they've always been small so we've always been a little bit different um like the the law firm that I worked for for quite a while we were very diverse but we were also in different stages of our lives so it was never a problem if you didn't go to some happy hour right like oh I gotta go home and have dinner with the kids okay bye you know what I mean like I didn't personally see any retribution for anybody participating or not participating in, in those things. Um, but we were also at the time a, a woman driven firm. We were at the time we were the largest firm in DC run by women. Right. So like, I just feel like that also changed the dynamic. We still obviously just because it was mostly women doesn't solve all of our diversity problems, but we had a pretty diverse pool um, but what I will say is when the pandemic happened, um, like our firms split, people got sort of siphoned off and we look a lot less diverse now. <laughs> like 
not diverse at all now. Um, and so that tells me that even in a, in an environment that felt supportive and felt diverse in a lot of ways, even though not perfect, like clearly there are bigger problems, right? Um, which is what we knew about the pandemic generally is that it, it hurt people of color more. Um, but all that to say is like, I don't know how much participation in, in company events matters. I yeah. Um, I think it definitely depends maybe in the industry that you're in as well. You know, when I, when I think about it a little bit more, um, I, and I also think it depends on what kind of, you know, like what Ross was saying earlier about like keeping your head down and working. If you're in a position that just needs to like cares about production and what you're producing and you're producing a quality product, whatever that shape or form is, like, I think it's less important about how social you are. Yeah. Straight up. It's all about, yo, you got, yo, and, 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 you know, I'm from a community where it's like, yo, you just got to work. Mm-hmm. You just got to work. Yo, you got a government job? Don't mess up this government job. You got to work. Yeah, but a job with benefits? See, so is it no. fair, though? You know what I mean? Like, those expectations, are they fair? Like, is that... No. Like, <laughs> yeah, not. you know, to me... Of course not. To me, it's it's, it's like, why... You know, I... I per, all right, so personally, I feel like, you know, I've I've had to compromise... And that's, I mean, and I'm using that term loosely, um, but just compromise almost everything about who I am when it comes to working, just in general, almost at every job. Um, you know, like, I, I understand, like, you know, you, you, I guess, like, you, what, you can't really be yourself, right? Is that what it is? Yeah. I mean, there's quite a lot of, studies and real life people that present almost as schizophrenic, right? But they're actually not. It's the fact that they've had to carry on dual identities their whole lives. And and that's out of control to me. To and drives that. them basically crazy, right? They're not actually schizophrenic, but that's how they present with similar symptoms because they had to live dual identities. You gotta stay cold switching homes. Yeah, I, and that, and that's I was just gonna say that the code switching is a, is a big uh, it's a big example of that, um, but it's just it's crazy to me that um, again here we are like not caring about mental health right I'll get I, I guess it, it, it's all connected, um, you know in order to keep up this uh, persona to keep this job to to, to keep making the money that you want to make, you know what I mean? Because you have to completely, you have, you have to say things that you never normally say in your everyday vocabulary, you know? Like, no worries, well, man. But it's about, it's, it's about... Um, <laughs> who, the, who the fuck says no worries all the time? You know, It's, it's about what you're willing to Me? do. <laughs> yeah, you would. I get it. But... <laughs> But you know what I Sorry, mean? Sorry, Ross, I cut you off. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's all good. It's just, like I said, it's just about what you're willing to do. It's really like at the end of the day, is can you still look yourself in the mirror? 
That's and it. I don't, and if, I don't think a lot of people can. That's the thing. I and think if a lot you of people can't, are lying to themselves. And if you cannot, are you willing to deal with those consequences? That's that's what it comes down to. If you're like, damn, I can't believe I had to do this shit. All right, why did you do said shit? And are you and are you willing to just keep rolling with it till the till the wheels fall off? It sucks nope. though, you know. I, I understand that's how it is. I, my whole stance on it is like, I, it's just it. It shouldn't have to be that way. It shouldn't, but you know, there's a lot of things happening in this world that shouldn't be. You know what I mean? So what what can you do? It, yeah. Are you are you considering yourself to be a sellout because you did you do this that and the third? Maybe you do, but in some situations, maybe you don't consider yourself to be a sellout. Or I mean, Go ahead. But just the fact, I, I mean, not to cut you off, Ross, I'm sorry, but just the fact that we even have to have that that conversation with ourselves. Oh, no, I, I, I totally dig. The fact that you need to have that conversation with yourself sucks, but and, that's just and, the reality. And, and your peers and, and your your community, you know what I mean? That's, like, that, well, well, as far as the community goes, as far as the community goes, you know, the name of our podcast the name of our podcast, if you think about it, is basically what you would be told if you got it like by most people, right? It's like, Facts. man, remember what we talked about? Remember mm -hmm. what we talked about when I was like, yo, this guy was like back in like the late 80s, in the 80s or in the 70s. And it was like, yo, that somebody came to him and was like, yo, you're not getting promoted. You're not getting these opportunities because you have an Afro. Then he went to his dad. And he was like, yo, I'm not getting these opportunities because of my Afro. And his dad was like, yo, when well, you going to cut that off? Right, because at the end of the day, it's like, yo, do what you gotta do, bro. Get it how you live. Mm. What, do you, Emily? What do you? So, what, <laughs> I, I want to, you know, I, I want to know. Like, I really do want to, you know, kind of know what what your thoughts on that are because I, I'm split. I'm split on that. I understand what you're saying, Ross. You know, I, I everything you're saying right there sounds exactly like what everything my mom would say. Well, I think it's the difference of looking at something from how do I protect myself as an individual or my family versus the sort of big macro level of what stands do I take, right? Like, I think that's always the tension. I also think, like, you know, the original question was kind of about what can we expect from our employers towards racial justice? And, like, to me... I don't know that we can expect a whole lot. <laughs> and no, I think you cannot. Adjust our expectations, because it's also one of those things of like, even if they did support certain racial justice, like, what are we asking for? Not slogans. We're actually asking for like structural reform, <laughs> and that's way different. So, like, I don't actually care that much if a business says like. BLM in their commercial if they still don't have a black person on their board, right? Like, that's not really... I just feel like our expectations are skewed about greedy-ass corporations. Maybe I'm jaded. No, no. You're well, not. I, think, I mean, they, they so, do the same thing when it comes to Pride Month, right? Mm -hmm. the, second, the second Pride Month is over. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we don't care about the gays. <laughs> And I'm like, wow. That was a lot of color. We got to tone it down for a while. Yeah. <laughs> I just, it, it, it just thinks that I, you know, 
I mean, I guess what I'm trying to say is uh, it, it's just another added pressure. Um, yeah, for... I mean... Well, no, there are many added pressures. Yeah, there but... are many added pressures. I mean, we, we talked about it. The reason why when a black person would get the COVID, they would deteriorate faster than a white person is because, yo, they got all this other shit that they're mm-hmm. dealing with. Mm-hmm. Right? This duality that Emily talked about, that shit is real. And it takes a toll on you. You have all these other pressures. And so when when you laid up in the hospital on that ventilator, yeah, you and the other guy, same age, same symptoms, but you might not make it because there's all this other stuff that comes with being other in America. Yeah. I mean, that's why I think my first part of the answer was privilege, right? Like that's really what tops out because- you could, uh, you could just, you could be the strongest person and be like, you know what? I'm going to be the unapologetic black woman in this office. And if you're the only one, that's way different than having an office where like there's 10 of you. Yeah. You're the angry <laughs> right? black it's, lady. It's, at it's that way job. different. <laughs> um, and so deciding to not have that duality, um, is huge. And right. And completely matters based on the environment that you're in. And that's why you got to go where you're celebrated and not where you're tolerated. Shout out to Nicole mm-hmm. Hannah-Jones. Yeah. But not everybody can is able to do that. That's the it, But part. again, brother, Ever? again, brother, I'm not saying that everybody should be able to, but you can't, you can't put your, you have to, you have to have at some point, you have to do something for you. You're absolutely right. You have to do something for you. And if the doing something for you is you having a good support system to help you deal with that, then do that shit. Right. Cause that, that, that's valuable. That is valuable. Like you working at this crazy job, this crazy corporate position where you have to. So, so there's, um, Paul Lawrence Dunbar, not sure if y'all are familiar with him, but Paul Lawrence Dunbar has a, has a poem that says in it, we wear the mask that grins and lies, right? And so, and that's the truth. So if, if you're out here doing that, straight up always being somebody else, and then when you come home, listen, if you are getting these crazy numbers at work and you're not feeling right within, yo, your job's got an EAP program. Mm-hmm. Use that shit. You can still be Mr. Six, Mrs. Seven Figures, whatever the case may be, but use that shit so that you can be able to live with mean, yourself. What do you mean EAP program? Oh, employment is employee assistance program. program. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'll have that. They'll have your job will have that. And it will come with some uh some net some networking, huh? Some counseling referrals. Use that shit. Yeah, I think the more integrated your life is across all domains, the happier you are, right? So if you are not integrated because you have to be a different person at work, you're just going to be less happy. And that doesn't even necessarily just pertain to race, right? Like if you just are in a job that you hate because you feel like you're a terrible human for carrying out that job, right? Like you're less integrated. The more integrated you are, you can be honest with your family. You can be honest with your friends. Like all of those things, the happier you are. 
You know, it's funny. I right at the beginning of this, hearing everything uh, that you guys are saying and Ross is saying it, I wanted to say like, you know, it, it's it doesn't matter. I, you know, these jobs should have a safe environment for everybody. Um, you know, or accepting environment, whatever. You know, I, I shouldn't have to feel the way I feel about being who I am just to keep the position that I have at this, you know, at this corporate job. Um, but uh, I, I, now that I kind of think about it a little bit more, it's almost that I, you know, if people took that, what, what you what, what you guys just said more seriously about, uh, you know, having those kind of people around them or whatever it is, um, then I think the, I think the jobs would change. You know, I think I think employers would be like, man, we're not, we don't have enough enough quality employees because we have a shitty work environment. Well, 2020, 2020 and 2021 are kind of putting a dent in that. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're you're seeing that a lot of employers are not are, are losing employees. And so they're like, yo, we gotta change the culture. Right? This it's starting with offering more money. And, and money's good, but you but show me that you value me, not just by paying me well, but also by caring about my wellness. Yes. Right. And so now you see some of these jobs offering like, oh well, here you get you get you get you get maternity leave, and then gentlemen were like, well, I'm 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 the dad, like <laughs> I'd like to spend time with my newborn as well. All right, so we'll do maternity and paternity leaves. Yay! You know what? Like I I sit at this desk all day. Like and and after work, you know, I've, I've gained some weight. My health. You know what? We'll we'll go ahead and pay for your gym membership. And so little by little, things are changing. And so now these work environments, yeah, they're starting out by by making these these whack ass empty statements about supporting Black Lives. And then when you sit in that interview, you're like, yeah, well, how many of these? Uh, how many? Uh, how many of your board members are 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 not white and? Or just not white males. It starts to get a little uncomfortable, right? <laughs> yep. Or, or it's like, well, how many, how many of, of your VPs are women? Oh, there she is, right there. Okay, so that's just one of them. Maybe I don't want them to work here. And so people are, are having more choices right now within this pandemic, right? You were laid off, so you had no choice but to stay at home. But now you're like, ah, let me, uh, let me think twice about what I jump back into. Yeah. Back to work. And so it's it's forcing a conversation. I know I've spoken with many of, of, of my coworkers who have gone on job interviews, and they've asked those questions. Well, what, what does your company do to support the racial reckoning that's going on right now, aside from saying that you support Black lives? What, what does that mean? What are you doing? What are you doing for your employees who... As far as like health benefits, like what if I need to take some time off because I get affected by the COVID? What if I get affected by something else? Like what am I getting here, right? Like, isn't it unfair that I would have to take some some time off as disability because I'm pregnant? So now we're gonna say that me having a child is considered a disability? I don't think so. And you're older, so you're geriatric too. So <laughs> that's true with that geriatric bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> But it's true. So, so um, I'm not saying that the worker is this. This isn't my uh, manifesto. So I'm not gonna say that the worker has more rights or or more power in this dynamic. 
but the worker is getting a little more that they can ask for. I guess it's a situation where you can make more requests. Go ahead. I agree with you. I think now is a time where workers have more bargaining power than we're being told. Uh, Yes. And, and because so many people were fired during the pandemic, I understand the sort of desperation to get back to any sort of job, any sort of paycheck, any sort of like stability. I, that instinct is completely healthy and normal, I think, but like we have a, there's a point right now where people could be demanding a lot more. Um, and I hope, I hope some people take advantage of it. Uh, but you know, it kind of has to hit, hit a critical threshold to really make reformative change. Mm. What's your, wait, I think we talked about this before. I'm sorry, but what's your minimum wage in Florida now? It's it's still like 7.25 or something ridiculous, isn't That's it? Insane. Okay. All right. Allegedly, yeah. though, it's supposed to keep going up till we reach 15, and they but have like, a specific dime. But isn't that like by 2025 or something? Yeah, like yeah, that? yeah. That's the that's the fucked up part. Yeah, like when they started the fifteen dollar minimum wage, that would have been appropriate then. Now it needs oh. to be like thirty. All yeah. right, J.K. My bad. Effective January first, twenty twenty one, Florida's minimum wage will increase from eight fifty six per hour. Get this. To eight sixty five per hour. <laughs> That's the problem, bro. The direct minimum wage for tipped employees will increase from five fifty four per hour. Get this to five sixty three per hour. I remember when I uh, wow. Remember when I started working for Blockbuster? Oh my god! I was making like seven dollars an hour. A joke. Where? What was this? Exactly, Blockbuster. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I remember. Yeah. (laughs) That was twenty years ago, guys. Oh my! Wow! Wow! Oh my! I don't think I ever got paid seven bucks an hour, Ross. Honestly, I can't remember what I got paid at Balzac when I worked at Balzac. <laughs> well, I'm <laughs> at, at Epcot. At Epcot, the Balzac—they sell those balls oh, at Epcot. Yeah. <laughs> what about um? What about? I'm just, hitting, I'm just hitting little kids everywhere. We're just nailing <laughs> them with these balls. Like what about dying. what about El Portal? Ah. Weren't you balling at El Portal? El Portal. El Portal. What was I getting paid at El Portal? I don't remember, to be honest with you. Maybe nine, something around nine, eight or nine. Look at you. Balling ass. Yeah, right. It was balling at all, please. That was that place was wild. Balling ass. I just it's just wild to me. Like, you know, golly. Florida. Five five sixty-three per hour. And, yeah. and 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 these restaurants are not gonna make up make it up. They'll just cut you and say go home. <laughs> Straight up. You spent you spent you spent five dollars in toll money to get here, mm. plus gas. Then you got to spend five dollars in toll money to get back plus gas, and you were at work for two hours and they cut you because <laughs> it was slow. Because it was slow, and they don't want to pay them. They don't want to pay the difference for because it was wage. September and it was killer. Yeah. Mm. And, and and who gets to stay? The four people that, that always get they get everything they want and they fuck everybody anyways. <laughs> it's like, what in the world is happening here? Like, how did this happen? Have I not been busting my ass since I've been here? No? Oh, okay, my bad. I mean, you might have been hanging out by the bar watching the TV. Or stealing. <laughs> it is what it is. 
Either way, I ran circles around everybody else. I don't care. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, what a... Jesus. Got to get out of here, Ross. Let's get out of Florida, man. Come on. Yeah. Let's that's, do it. That's, that's a thought. That's in the works. Let's go move to D.C. Very expensive. I don't know. I don't know if I move to DC, but I'll be in Baltimore. DC, DC adjacent. Yeah, yeah, I'll be DC adjacent. I can't afford them DC prices. Let's figure it out. You, you, you need a. You, you need can a go to Prince George's in Maryland. It's the PG richest. County, aka yeah, Pretty Girl we don't County. Call it PG, they get very upset. Uh, <laughs> Bro, Ross, it's you need the a... highest net wealth of um, any black dominated. County in America. Yeah. Ross needs a Dupree in his house. You remember you, me, and Dupree? No. <laughs> you, what? The movie? The movie with Owen Wilson? You, me, and Dupree? What? Was he got a dog? No. It was. <laughs> he, <laughs> he crashed on, I think it was like Vince Vaughn's house or something. Like him and his wife. Oh, no, the, like the, the, one with the dog was Marley. Something Marley. Marley and me. Marley and me. That oh, was yeah. Terrible. No, I don't watch that whack ass movie yet. Oh, yeah. So what you're saying to me is you would be Dupree. Yes. Got you. Got you. <laughs> you gotta watch the movie. Couch. Bernardo, yo, shout out to Bernardo, by the way, because Bernardo put me onto that movie back in the day, and that was hilarious. So shout out to Bernardo. Wow. <laughs> it wasn't Vince Vaughn, though, bro. Yeah, it was somebody else. Who was it? It wasn't Vince Vaughn. Um, shit. You, me, and Dupree. Who was it? Um, it was a dude from uh, something about Mary. Was it Ben Stop Stiller? No, no, no. D- d- no, no. Matt no, Dillon. No. Matt Dillon, there you go. I was about, I was about to make a, <laughs> I was about to make a Pony Boy reference. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good times. All right. Well, I guess we got shout outs real quick. Let's wrap this up. Uh, yeah. Emily, give me some shout outs. I have no shout outs. I had no warning. It doesn't matter. That's all I wanted to hear. Yeah, we, we never have warning. Come on, you've been here before. <laughs> <laughs> I also have never had shout outs before. Come on, what? Shout out homie. my mom. She oh yeah, doesn't. we do. Yeah, shout out, shout out your mom. What do? I, hold on. I do. I mean, what do we call her? Miss Miss what? I don't want to well, call. I her call her Madre, name. but I guess Connie. Oh, just Connie? Just Miss mm. Connie? No, no, Miss. You sure? I'm sure. Well, I don't know. I kind of feel bad if I don't. If I'm not nope, sure. that's no? weird. All right, we're white. <laughs> just Connie? I don't know. Yeah. Or Madre. If I'm in a weird. store and I'm like, mom, yeah, mom, mom, she doesn't respond. And I'm like, Madre. And she's like, what? Well, that's just, she's just ignoring you the first four times. Well, no, I've called her that since I was like 12. Huh. Well, all right. Uh, I'll call her Miss Connie. No, that's so weird. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, all right. Shout you didn't out to call Connie. her that. <laughs> Okay, anyway, she listened. That was very last, kind of her. Very kind week. of her to do. Very it's much kind. appreciated. Yes. Yeah. So we're up we're up to 14 listeners, Ross. Yes. Yo, man, slowly but surely taking over the world. <laughs> we're soon to be Actually, top you know what? It might wear top, That's yeah. right, baby. I don't know what your what your topics were earlier, but she's driving to Indiana on Thursday. And she was asking me for podcast references, uh, uh, recommendations. Oh, we literally just bashed on DeSantis the first hour. She might does, be, she, uh... does she? How does she feel about the use of four-letter words? 
no no problem all right shout out to, shout out to emily's mom Perfect. um she most people that meet her and know me end up liking her more than me that's a fact so. <laughs> i'm 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 just saying not that anyone has, has told me that i i'm just uh-huh. anyways ross shout out to him. Shout outs. Um, how yeah, about we give... whole I dug myself in, Ross? How <laughs> just so funny, man. Here's what I'll do. I'll just give one shout out as my dog is uh, acting wild right now, and I apologize. But I'll give a shout out to uh, Captain Keep Kip Beecham of uh, the Seminole Sheriff's Department. Oh yes, get it how you live. I'm an idiot, bro. No, 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 no. It's, he's not. He's not the get it how you live, man. We ain't got oh, time for get it how you was. live. That is all good. I'll give y'all two next week. All right, all right. But perfect. um, perfect. Captain Beecham, uh, Captain, uh, with the Seminole County Sheriff's Office, was found just chilling in the middle of the road in an SUV. With his foot on the gas, pass the fuck out. And when and when law enforcement officers crept up on him, what they had to do once they noticed that his foot was on the was his foot was on the brake. So if he would have let go of the brake, he would have just. So what they had to do is they had to block him off. They had to put a car in front of him, car behind him, and then um, they were like straight up banging on the window to wake his ass up. And then when they finally wake him up, he says, and I quote, I'm a captain with the sheriff's office. And the reply was, oh, oh, fuck. I'm sorry, man. And then after a while, EMT sees him, whatever, whatever, and they let him go. In fact, one of the deputies says to him, you're good. Just leave. This didn't happen. So with that, (laughs) shout out to Captain Beecham. That's who I'm giving the shout out to. Shout out Hello. to Captain Beecham. Shout out to the Seminole County Sheriff's Department. So, yo, why, why is Seminole County? Who, who else do we know from Seminole County? Um, I believe his name is uh, Joel Joel Greenberg. Joel, hold on, hold on. Who? Joel Joel Greenberg, Joel Greenberg supervisor of the election. Oh, that's collector. Good, good, good. I that that. That was good. <laughs> County, boy. I tell you mm-hmm. what. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Seminole County, you're good. Just leave. This didn't happen. A responded deputy said while laughing. Straight wow. Up. Oh, oh, shit. I'm sorry, man. The responding deputy said. <laughs> and then he said, no worries. Oh yeah. Straight up. Just just let that shit slide. Wow. This didn't happen. Facts. Yo, Florida's like Florida really is like the wild wild west out here. They're wild Mm. out there. Wild wild west. Next thing you know, Nick Cannon's gonna establish residency and have five more babies next year. Yeah. On the same day. Yeah. Shout out to Nick Cannon different women. I'm not even. I'm not even mad at Nick Cannon, yo. Let's just. I'm just gonna put it out. Uh, there. Damn. I, I like Nick Cannon. That's wild. 
Not far from Trulota along County Road 419, concerned drivers called deputies and firefighters to check on a driver in an SUV. Man, my man was tore up from the flow up. <laughs> what a clown. Ah, shout outs as usual. You know those boys out at LA Insurance. You know who I'm talking about. Charles. I'm talking about Alan. I'm talking about Ray. Go, go holler at them. They'll take they'll take care of all your insurance needs plus more. Seriously, whatever you need, go holler at Alan. Go holler at Charles. Go holler at Ray. Uh, real estate, whatever you're trying to sell some houses, whatever it is, just just go to L Insurance. They got two offices. Or so Emily, whenever you're ready to make that move with that um, investment property in Florida, we yeah. got you. Well, number one, I decided no investment <laughs> yeah. property in Florida. Just in case. <laughs> Just in case. However, hey. my mother is also a real estate agent. Ah, shout oh, out. Oh, what's oh. up? Holler at, holler at Miss Connie, folks. <laughs> oh. What's up? You can so curse too she doesn't the, mind I'm it. I'm in the Tampa area, all right? Yeah, Tampa Holler. area. Hillsboro, Pinellas. There you other, go. Other drop, counties. <laughs> drop us a line through the, drop us a line, you know, on, 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 our, uh, yeah. on our podcast page. Oh, I think she has passcode too, if I recall. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let her know that you listen to the podcast. She'll waive her uh her realtor fee. No, that's a lie. That's a lie. Don't push it that far. Yeah, she'll give you like twenty bucks off. She'll buy you lunch. Buy house. Buy you lunch. Listen, she likes to treat a client. There are lunches and sangrias and whatever. There you go. Complimentary sangria. Complimentary sangria. Brought to you by Get It How You Live. Get It How You Live. Thanks, Miss Connie. Go, go holler at those boys at LA Insurance. All right. Two offices in Boggy Creek, right across from Publix. The other one's down OBT across from Florida Mall. Uh, we got Jay Wilson and Melissa Wilson. Jay Wilson for LT uh, websites. Uh, Simple, clean, reliable. Holler at that boy for any uh, website needs. Melissa Wilson, LT Realty Inc. We got a lot of realtors up in here. All right. There we go. There you go. Just holler at all of them. We Whoopsies. got Central Florida. We got Central Florida covered. We got West Coast covered. We got East Coast covered. We got you guys. East Coast. Uh, Shout out to uh, Kenya Robinson and the Blixel uh, Restock Image Project. Um, shout out to Long Shots Bar and Billiards out on the corner of uh, Four Corners area, out on uh, Down 192. I'll buy like the Margaritaville and all that stuff. Uh, the yeah, yeah West Side, out. West 192. Yeah, but holler at, holler at my boy Mo. He's out there holding the bar down. Holler at Harold. Holler at Alex. Um, yeah, I guess that's it, right? Just Just to make sure. Isn't there, is there a pawn shop out there you like to shout out? Yeah, Harold's Pawn. It's right next to Longshot. So there you just go. go holler at him at the pawn shop. You know what I'm saying? I mean, come I on. I think I should get something free for, for, for doing that. Listen, I am just, well, you know what? If anybody visits any of these places or shouts out any of these places or just, just name drops the podcast to any of these people, you will receive some fancy glassware from me. Straight up, like fancy beer glasses. Oh. Yeah, like I, I mean, like like Stella glasses. You know what I mean? Like those kind of nice, funny, fancy beer glasses. And uh, what are they called? Like uh, goblets and stuff. I don't know. We should, we, should make, we should make some get it how you live merch. Show. I mean, that's on the way. But for right now, you know, I, I got some fancy giveaways I can do. You know what? Just like follow the page, shout us out, do something, do anything to get our attention, and I'll send you something. <laughs> 
if you I know what it might it might it might even be a pop can i even be out what's that so if i use my own mom to buy my own condo can i still shut her out and get please do yeah you can do whatever you want i'll send you something i got a bunch of stuff he will he will he will acknowledge your existence emily yeah let's see what do we have here i got a i got a bunch of i got a shit ton of pops so if anybody likes pops let me know. Those little figures. Like, uh, we can send you some free pops. You have what? Oh, pop you know Funkos? What? Yeah, those Pop Funkos. Oh. Collectible. Got it. Yes. Got it, got it. Got it. Send you one of those. What do I got? I got a, got a bunch of fancy, fancy cocktail glasses. Uh, <laughs> I got a bunch of fancy, like, uh, I, don't know, maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe like some Ninja Turtle toys or something. I don't know. You never know. Anything random. Anything that represents the brand. <laughs> I like it. But whatever. Just 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 let me know, you know, who you got to listen to the show or you got new some some new followers or something. Uh, we'll figure it out. Whatever. I think that's the end of the show. I'm losing it. That Western Suns got to me. Western Suns. Pew pew. They should start sponsoring. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you haven't heard his first rant about Western Suns. They will never speak. <laughs> well, except he keeps drinking it. So. That's true. Any kind of publicity is good publicity. That's right. I mean, I'm definitely going to keep drinking it. See? Even oh, though they're not paying him for it. it. And they're paying me for it. Even though they're not paying him for it. You know what, Emily? I... You should venture <laughs> out and try to get us a deal. <laughs> I'm just telling you, P. Pablo does not leave me wrong. Just, just, just try and get us a deal, Emily. Maybe you can yeah. be our attorney. Whatever, you know, Western Suns. Yeah, you want. Whenever we legitimize this whole outfit, you could be our general counsel. <laughs> I'm not licensed to practice in Florida. Yeah, we can incorporate that, but, uh, in DC. Nobody else knows. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, stay tuned. We'll be back next week. Bye, guys. Peace. Peace. Peace.